0: If you'll take your Bible and join me today in the book of Luke uh, for just a moment. And uh, I I don't want to be offensive, but I do want to be able to see, so I'm going to swap these glasses on and off. Uh, One good thing about being in a church, as long as I've been here, you see me going through all the stages of death. (laughs) I mean, it creeps up on you. I don't think I even wore glasses when I started the church. Now I can't even see to the glasses, let alone through the glasses. So uh, I recently had surgery on my eyes, and they're worse. But uh, uh, well, it's it's good to be alive. You know that. You ought to drive by a graveyard today and just shout as you go by that you're on this side of the fence. Amen. No rejoicing in the grave. No laughing. No joy in the grave. Thank God I'm still alive. I'm glad when things hurt, that means there's still feeling in them. And that's, that's, a, that's a blessing. What's Christmas All about. We must be extremely cautious. It was after Christmas break, and the kiddos all went back to school. And the teacher asked her pupils how they spent Christmas Day. One little boy said, Teacher, my family are Catholics. And uh, as the manner of it is, we went to a late Mass on Christmas Eve, then we woke early in the morning and had an early breakfast. And we all opened our presents. And boy, God was good. We had a bunch of presents. But the little boy spoke up and said, we're Christians at my house. And we all got up and ate an early breakfast prayed and thanked the Lord for Christmas and then we all opened presents and spent the rest of the day together another little boy said my family are not Christian my family are atheists and every Christmas morning we get up early And my dad takes us down to our department store and shows us all the empty shelves that was filled just days before. Then we all get in a car and drive around and head to the bank singing, oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. That's Christmas. I bum a lot of folk Wednesday night, and I ask them, are you ready for Christmas? Our mind automatically goes to presents and trees, and we've got so many more days of shopping until Christmas. I think America needs a refreshment course on what Christmas is all about. Now, I know there's some important games played today, but I want you to know I couldn't care less. I think maybe if they had put uniforms on the cowgirls, we'd have a better chance of winning the division. I read for you the book of Luke. Now, I don't want to make you mad talking about you cowgirls. I wish you would gather your thoughts around verse 26 in the book of Luke, chapter number 1. And just to dismay any doubt, I believe the Word of God is in its entirety the Word of God and is infallible inspired and preserved for us today. And if it says it, that settles it. Amen. The Bible says, hope I'm not wearing you out with these glasses. I'm about to wear my nose out. i telling you. I need to get me a pair that I can do this with. I think I'd look more dignified, don't you think, if I had one like this? Because I have 20-20 vision out there nothing, nothing vision up here. And my glasses are all wrong. So I'm looking through the wrong part of the glasses so I can read what I can read. Watch this. And the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, not a young maiden. Not a young maiden, a virgin. There's a lot of difference between a young maid and a virgin. If your Bible says young maid and does not say virgin, I'd get me another Bible. And just happened to sell them in the bookstore across the way. To a virgin, he spoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great. You ought to write amen right there in your Bible. And he shall be great and be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now that's what Christmas is all about. Turn your page, if you have to, to Luke chapter 2, and I begin reading at verse 3. And all went to be taxed, every one, unto his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. What's Christmas all about? Now I turn to one of the most powerful chapters in all of the Word of God. What caused all the ruckus in the stable? What caused a king Put out a decree that all the babies below two years old should be destroyed. What caused that ruckus down in Egypt, hundreds of miles away? What stirred the God of heaven to fling a brand new star into the galaxy just to announce the birth of an illegitimate son? What's all the ruckus about? Can I please read for you out of the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5? It's all the hoopty law about. Verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Let me ask you something. When did that happen to you? If you are not a new creature, then you are still an old creature. If any man, verse 18, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ. Christmas all, of that, all about. What a profound statement. Listen to me. God was in Christ. What an absolutely statement. You and I need to slow down just a dab and let that soak in. Who is that wrapped in swaddling clothes in the manger? It's God. It is He who created all things, and without Him, not anything was made. It is he who walked in the garden with our first grandparent Adam in the cool of the day. Who is that in that manger? Well, that's God in Christ. Is this about Christmas trees or is it about God coming to earth? I made this statement the other night. One of the greatest things that ever happened to this earth is not when man walked on the moon, but when God walked on the earth. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten Son of God. What a mind-boggling statement God was in Christ. Wow, the fuss. What's wrong with a baby being in a manger? After all, there was no room in the inn. Why has it continued down through the centuries of hundreds of years uh, and somebody still be talking about a baby in a manger. Probably not the only baby that ever been laid in a manger. Probably not the only couple that there was no room found for them in the inn. What's all of that? Why? It's God in the manger. God in Christ. What's Christmas all about? Brother Andrew, thank the Lord. Put us a bub up there on the tree. If I'd been on our tree, Ben would have already broke it. But it's not about bugs and it's not about trees. It's not about any presents we can go into debt for and prove to our family that we love them one time a year it's about God being in Christ that is an absolutely earth shaken thing why all the heavens suddenly filled with angelic choirs Singing glory to God, peace on earth, and goodwill toward men. I don't think that's ever happened before. And I don't think it's ever happened since. What in the world would cause God to fling into all the universe multitudes of angels singing praises and glory to God? Why? Because that's just not any baby in that stable. Oh, by the way, let me read you. For God hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Why all the fuss? Oh. Why an angelic choir? Why shake up heaven? Why? That's God in Christ. Man, that ought to make a Methodist shout. You Baptists sit around and look like you're saving all enthusiasm for the cowgirls this afternoon. Praise God. Amen. What's the panic going on in hell that first Christmas morning? What's the discussion going on between the devil and all of his demons and all of his imps, fallen creatures? The dirty of the dirty, the vilest of the vile. What's causing all the panic and all the havoc going on in hell? You know what it was? Because that was... God in Christ, coming to reconcile a world of lost sinners, that he might be made sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What's Christmas all about? I think if we're not careful, we get caught up in all the de law and all the customs of Christmas Christians began to celebrate Christmas about 200 A.D. The dates have not always been the same. 345 A.D. December 25th was declared to be the date of his birth. We do not know what the date is. We do not worship the date. We worship trees now. We hug them and put spotted owls in them so that we do not hurt trees or owls. And I hope today you have a real tree-hugging Christmas. For 40 A.D., the Pope declared celebration of Christmas on the 25th of December. Just a few customs. The custom of the tree came from Germany. The mistletoe came out of a tree. It was sacred by the priest of ancient Britain. Holly and the Yule Log used by the Norse to chase evil spirits away. gifts exchanged, the God Satalia feast to the God of Saturn. It was December 17 to the 23rd, so don't guess it hurts anything to slide two more days and we could do it on the 25th. The opening of the presents or symbolic of the gifts, that was Handed to our Lord, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If we're not really careful, we'll get caught up in the customs. Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, patron saint of children. What's Christmas all about? What does Christmas mean to you? It's four minutes till twelve, which does not mean a thing. I just thought I'd save you from looking. Is Christmas presents or a person? Carols or Christ? shopping or a savior a burden or a blessing you you admit it just go admit it to yourself Christmas has become an exceeding burden to some man I'll be glad when Christmas is over when you ought to be saying man I can't wait till Christmas Christmas It's because we got caught up in all the custom and we've made it a burden instead of a blessing. Boy, I hope they like this gift. Who cares? If you had my kids, you wouldn't have to worry about some of the presents you get. I've got some and I'm saving them to give back to them when they get my age. And if I'm dead, I'm going to have an administrator to my state, Christmas presents, unneeded, unwanted, unused. You say, that's terrible. No, that's honest. Give me money. It always fits. It's always the right color. You never have to exchange it. You say, well, that's taking all the fun out of the holiday. It ought not to be a holiday. It ought to be a holy day. And the problem is we have made it a holiday that we dread to show up when it ought to be a holy day. I've got... One thing I want to say, and it's a minute till 12. I read for you out of the book of John. One good thing, you can't improve on the Word of God. And I want to read for you verse 1 of chapter 1 verse 14 of chapter 1 and verse 18 of chapter 1 and the Bible says in the beginning was the Word in your Bible the Word should be capitalized Word a means of expression a means of communication Word In the beginning was the Word, the expression, and the Word was with God, and the Word, what, was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 18, no man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Who is that in that manger? Well, that's God in Christ. What's this season all about? It's about God being in Christ. It's God's Christmas present to you and I. Wrapped in the flesh of humanity. Tied with the ribbon of grace. Decorated with the bow of love. An address to whosoever will make up. That's God in Christ. A supernatural birth to give to you and I a supernatural revelation of the supernatural. We should be a people that believe, embrace, and experience the supernatural. And what has happened in our churches is we have removed the supernatural because it makes us uncomfortable. And it makes us responsible to the laws and the issues of the supernatural God. What's this all about? God in Christ. Oh, listen to me today. God has revealed himself to us. Can you imagine the finite mind comprehending anything that is not finite? Imagine, if you would please, the depth, of the social media, the computer age, the splitting of the atom, the firing of a rocket had a moving target that'll take a rocket 10 years traveling at 40,000 miles an hour and hitting that moving medial. The depths, the width, the breadth, and the height of the natural mind. Yet, we can only comprehend what we can see. What we can feel, what we can touch. What's the matter is, is we don't understand anything but matter. And God is not matter. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in truth and in what? Spirit. God has a dilemma. You need a Christmas. God, somehow or another, loves us so much, it's five after, that he's got to figure out a plan by which the finite can comprehend the infinite. Somehow God has got to communicate to a redneck like me, who God is, what God is, and what God wants me to be. God says, Gene, you need a Christmas. I'm going to declare myself to you, Gene, in a way that you can understand and comprehend the infinite, majestic, all-powerful creator God. Well now Lord, don't do me any favors because I don't like ghosts. Neither do you. Ghost is out of our realm of understanding. Well, I don't believe in ghosts. Why? Because you can't see them. You can't touch them. You can't feel them. And a ghost is nothing more than a spirit. You say, I've heard spirits. Ooh. I don't go through graveyards at night unless my dog trees in there. <laughs> then I will brave the spooks of all eternity to see if they're lying to me about what's up that tree and God said I'll just figure out a way to declare to reveal myself unto my creation he said I will make the infinite finite And on Christmas morning, that was God in Christ coming to reconcile the world of sinners to himself. And God made Christ sin for us, who knew no sin that we. might might be made the righteousness of God in him. Declared to be the Son of God. I close. You said, you're kidding. No, my nose is sore. Now listen, if you don't ever listen to another thing the old man says, Preacher, where is God in Christ? How do I get to know God? By accepting Christ. To as many as receive him, Christ, to them gave he the power to become the Son's. What's this all about? It's all about bringing you into a right relationship with a heavenly Father that so loved this world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have. Not about presents. Not about Black Friday. It's about a white Sunday. And all of God's people said, let's leave here today, making Christmas a holy day, not a holiday.